0: 37th parallel on America's Haunted Highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.
1: What's up everybody and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal. This is episode 288. We've experienced a couple technical difficulties. And I, of course, am Sean. With me, as always, is
0: Preston. Presto, buddy, how are you, sir? What's up, all you cool ghosts and goblins, you crococoons and crocodingos, you skeletors and skeletes, witchers and witches, and fuck, I don't know. I'm alright, I guess. You know? I'm here. That alien
1: graphic is really fucking creepy. You like that? <laughs> uh, holy shit! Holy shit! Hey, what's up, Fire Pixie? So uh, sorry we're late, guys. Preston is always trying to evolve the show and get a greater reach, and so we're now we're using something called ReStream, which should get us over to Facebook and a couple other places. But of course, every time we try something new, and as soon as we hit go, everything just shits the bed. So here we are.
0: Mostly just because I'm an idiot. And, uh, you know, I don't know 100% what I'm doing. It's I know 60% what I'm doing. <laughs> and uh, so when you use OBS and you connect YouTube, you hit manage broadcast, mm-hmm. and then it'll select whatever upcoming broadcast you have going on for YouTube and then connect it. But when you use Restream, I forgot that you have to link Restream to OBS to be able to do all the things that mm-hmm. I normally use doing. And I forgot a step, and then I'm like, fuck. So but I just che- I checked Facebook and we are live on Facebook and uh Ooh, and can they hear me? Uh I don't know. Fucking click on it. <laughs> if they can hear you on YouTube, they can hey. they can hear you on Facebook live. <laughs> so fair. Right, right. I think what I've learned
1: here is that whenever I'm like, Hey Preston, you wanna record at nine thirty? And you're like, Yeah and so on Facebook or Instagram I post nine thirty five, I need to give us like a fifteen minute window. Yeah. So I can also be on a little earlier. That's a little on me. I'll take part yeah. of that. I'll be your
0: Samwise Gamgee and share part of that load. You you should like post 945 maybe with a question mark. <laughs> 945 maybe, yeah.
1: dot, dot, dot. You know what? Just be there at 10. Yeah. Let's just call it 10. You know. <laughs> no, we'll get it all ironed out. I think this might be kind of it. This might be the last of what we're going to be working on as far as upgrading and updating the reach for now we'll iron this out and call it good but uh, and
0: if you uh, if you could, if you could do us a favor because to be able to live stream to rumble i can connect it to I uh, we have to have five uh-huh. followers so uh if you're looking for <laughs> a new <laughs> on rumble okay yeah if you're looking for a new streaming platform that's got gaming and other shit on it uh rumble mm-hmm. is available mm-hmm. uh, to uh, sign up and uh, like and subscribe and follow us on that and kick is a new one since uh, <laughs> you know X. Fuck Elon Musk. Let's not uh, let's not give that guy any of our hard-earned cash. So you know what? Go to Rumble. Go to Kick. Um, you, I can. I, there's something called Amazon TV. That's a uh, live TV. That's a, an option that's available for on restream. I don't know how to sign us up for that, but God damn it, I'm willing to try. Hell yeah! So,
1: Lazarus said, when you
0: get a second, drop
1: in the Rumble link in the video description, and then uh, we can start getting that reach. And you know what? If you and I subscribe, that's two people. Presto! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get this shit. We might we might limp it in, but we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Well, I'm excited about this show because um, we decided to postpone the magic and music one more time because we really got to get in here and talk about this uh, Disclosure stuff that's going on. So that's what we're going to do tonight. That way we can test out the new streaming reach and also, you know, not bore everybody with 30 or 40 minutes of news on the Magical Music episode. But I think, Presto, we might be getting a little closer to Disclosure. What do you think, man?
0: Yeah, you know, so... Here's the thing we've we talked about this, and here's the trend, and uh, I don't know that it's a good trend. So, uh, the orange marmalade, the you know the big the big bad himself uh, got promoted. The hamburger, to, the ha- <laughs> okay. hamburger got promoted to president, and everybody uh-huh. basically just lost th- their mind. They're like, "Oh my God, I can't believe we we would put a celebrity into office." Well, we did it in the uh-huh. 80s, so I'm not so sure why, why you're confused like we wouldn't do it again at some point in our time. And the Simpsons predicted it. They said it was going to happen, and the Simpsons haven't been wrong. And there's a whole other rabbit hole about the Simpsons and being able to predict <laughs> the future. We might touch on that in yeah. the future, but that's not the point that I'm getting at. The point is people lost their shit, and nobody was paying attention to the news because they were so focused on this one thing. So the CIA and the Pentagon came out, and they're like... Well, we got an alien ATV. Uh, we got it off-world, and uh, it's definitely alien. And uh, 5% of all UFO sightings are not the Russians, they're not the Chinese, they're not us. They're definitely alien. All right, cool. So, you know, the, the rest of us that are into that were like, fuck yeah, like they fucking admitted it. That's great. 90% of the mm-hmm. world's like, oh my God, Donald Trump is president. The world's over with. What's going on? Totally didn't care about aliens couple of years later, Corona comes out. It's the end of the world. And all of a sudden, they're like, Yeah, so look, there's a warehouse in New York, and uh, we got a crash UFO in there, and it's giving off radiation. And so it's in a lead line building, and Robert Bigelow's got the rights to it. He's backward engineering this for us. Nobody paid attention because Corona's going to kill everybody. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> Yeah, we got, uh, the, a- the government's got two dead bodies. Uh, they're non-alien non bodies. They're definitely extraterrestrials, and uh, I've been threatened uh, that I'm coming out and I'm disclosing. What do you think that means? What the fuck do you think that means? That means that we're living in a shitstorm right now, like something bad's about to happen to us, <laughs> and because the government knows that we're not going to give two fucks about our alien overlords, they're just like, fuck it, let them have it. Go ahead dangled the steak in front of their mouth let's see if they like it now and uh yeah yeah bit by bit as the world swirls down the shit toilet that we are in the government's going to be like yep see look here's the thing they're the andromedans uh they're tall they're blonde we got two of them we've had them for about 15 years uh the, the, mm-hmm. Their species wants them back, but here's the thing. We want some alien technology, and if we're like, you don't throw down and get play dice, uh, we ain't giving them bodies back. Mm-hmm. And then people are going to be like, over, over the head, over the water. Because why? Because the fucking economy's crashing, and then nobody's going to give two fucks that the aliens are yeah. real. I think it's the perfect time to uh, really kind of
1: release some of this stuff when the entire world's trying to figure out how the fuck to pay your bills without making a livable wage. Half of our country is worried about Hunter Biden and the other half's worried about fucking Papa Chongo going to prison. Why not just slide that right yeah. under the door and just be like, <clears throat> by the way,
0: aliens are real because no one really gives a shit. That's the sad thing. Here, here's here's the sweet caveat. The government has fucked us for so long and like everything's coming to a boil that this is the perfect time for them to release it because they could be like, look, here, here's the thing. Back in the 1970s, we gave them permission to abduct 100 people per year and pretty much anal probe and do whatever mm-hmm. they want, and the, the people will be like, fuck whatever, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I know? mean, we're not
1: wrong, dude. Governments,
0: the government has a pass at this point because you fucked us for so long that they're just like, meh, it's fine. You know what? Mm-hmm. It's water under the bridge, U.S. government It was in the 70s We're not (laughs) mad about it anymore You know what you could do to make up for Mm -hmm. us? Abolish federal taxes I don't know, that'd make me feel better About the fact that an alien could probe me If I didn't have to pay federal taxes I would not care about the alien (laughs) you would be a little more subservient I would be, I'd be like, you know what? I'm free Friday night. Aliens, come on.
1: (laughs) I got this tax money. Daddy's got extra money. Oh, fuck, man. Well, if you couldn't tell already, folks, we are in the midst of a long overdue little jump into the UFO alien disclosure that happened last week. Are we amidst true alien UFO disclosure? Possibly. If you guys remember back at the beginning of June of this year, the House Oversight Committee Chair James Commer announced an, instav- an investigation into allegations that a top-secret military program already had a fully intact UFO in its possession. And again, not a lot of people batted an eye. Well, now, as most of us have heard, last week on Wednesday, July 26, 2023, David Grush, a United States Air Force veteran, who previously worked at the National Reconnaissance Office, went under oath that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy above congressional oversight in regards to what is now referred to as the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, a.k.a. UAP. (sighs) That was a mouthful. And in his statements, he blew the whistle and told the whole world, Among other things, there's been a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program being conducted amongst our world's governments, possibly dating back as far as the 1930s, and that we've also recovered vehicles that didn't originate on Earth, and also what's called a non-human biological matter. Basically, alien ships and bodies, in other words. In the opening statement to his testimony in front of the U.S. Oversight Committee on Wednesday, he said he became a whistleblower following, quote, concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligence community individuals regarding the alleged secret UFO program. He said, I'm happy to be here. This is an important issue, and I'm grateful for your time. My name is David Charles Grush. I'm an intelligence officer of 14 years, both in the U.S. Air Force at the rank of major and most recently from 2021 to 23 at the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, which is part of the Department of Defense, at the GS-15 civilian level, which is the military equivalent of a full bird colonel. I was my agency's co-lead in the unidentified anomalous phenomenon and Transmedian Object Analysis, as well as reporting to UAP Task Force, UAPTF, and eventually the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, AARO. He went on to say, I became the whistleblower through a PPD-19 urgent concern filling with the Intelligence Community Inspector General following concerning reports from multiple esteemed and credentialed current and former military and intelligent community individuals that the U.S. government is operating with secrecy, above congressional oversight in regards to UAPs and UFOs. He went on to say, My testimony is based on information I've been given by individuals with a long-standing track record of legitimacy and service to this country many of whom also shared compelling evidence in the form of photography, official documentation, and classified oral testimony. And I'm sorry, guys, these are quotes and it's a little word heavy. It's a bit of a uh, word salad, if you will. Anyway, the alien probe was launched after Grush told News Nation, following an article on the same subject from the debrief, that the U.S. government had retrieved several non-human origin technical vehicles, some of which containing dead pilots. Now to the good stuff. During the hearing, Republican Nancy Mace asked David, quote, you believe we have crashed craft as stated earlier. Do you believe we have the bodies of the pilots who piloted the craft? And Grush went on to say something bone chilling. He referred to this previous interview, uh, sorry, he referred to previous interviews with the press saying, as I've stated publicly before, already in my news station interview, biologics came with some of the recoveries, yeah. Mace went on to dig a little deeper here and asked of whether or not these, quote, biologics were human or non-human. Gresh goes on to respond, non-human. And that was the assessment of people with direct knowledge of the program I talked to that are currently still in the program. So presto, my first question, buddy,
0: what the heck is a non-human biologic... Where can I get one? So I, I think what that means is it's not the sexy tall Nordics that we all, you know, oogle over and think about. Like, you know, if you look at that the one Russian book of uh, alien races and the descriptions, like if I'm going to be abducted by something, like fuck <laughs> yeah, let me be abducted by Nordic. Um, the one book that we covered uh, by uh, Marcel. Marcel, help me out, I can't remember his last name, but it was the French guy that had the Fenubians. that uh, dude oh, looks like God. a lady. Okay. <laughs> I don't um, remember, then, uh, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then they went to the planet, uh, you know, whatever, and they had the Asian-looking people on the planet that fall out, you know, nuclear ward them shit back to whatever. So those are Oh all, yeah, you, God, that's been
1: years ago. Sorry. So
0: those those are those are all human alien, entity type things. So a non-human biological, I would assume, would be like a uh, like a lizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, half of the shit on Star Wars, like most of those are mm-hmm. non-human mm-hmm. biologicals because they are aliens. But uh, you know, like lizard people, moth people, uh, mm-hmm. you know, walrus people, uh, General Akbar, you know, the fish people. Right, uh, grays. Okay. I mean, I think grays would fall in this because technically, I mean, look at them; they're on the side of the sc- they're on the side of the screen over here. Yeah, yep. that doesn't look human. Uh,
1: <laughs> I, that was the answer I was looking for. Was grays? But thank you for everything else that you dogpiled yeah. in the there. The mantis, I,
0: the mantis people those are insectoids, yeah.
1: I believe. But what I'm thinking he's referring to in non-human biologicals are like the greys. Because there's so many cases of the greys or the grey aliens, you know, your classic little green men, where they're not necessarily like human or, or you know, biological. They're not necessarily machines. They're kind of this weird like bioengineered you know, non-human, biological, um, kind of like robots that you've just slapped a bunch of meat on. And in some people's reports of encounters with these things, we're here
0: with love. (laughs) We come in peace.
1: Some people have reported like if they've actually got a chance to touch them, they're cold to the touch. They're very like slimy, but dry at the same time. And if you go further enough to like get your hand on their face, some people report like they don't have full on mouths and digestive tracts like we do where you have like an open mouth and basically a chute that goes from your mouth down to your butthole. They talk about how they have pocket mouths like you stick your finger in the mouth and it's just like a void like it's just there for show. So I think that's the case
0: could also be because we are a carbon-based life form and we are under mm-hmm. the assumption that all intelligent life throughout the universe should also be carbon-based but it could be mm-hmm. silica-based that could be one of the mm-hmm. other element based and so that would be a non-biological because we think of biology as all being carbon
1: yeah that's true man we're going off of earth rules and and not you know space yeah. alien rules
0: just call me pressing the grass tyson I'm here for all the science facts, people.
1: (laughs) I think, like Lazarus said in the chat, these things are lab-grown. I think what you've got is some kind of, you know, biomechanical thing that's more of like a grunt or a droid that's just going on, droning on, doing, like, the dirty work, grabbing people from their beds, taking them up, slapping them down on a table, doing some pokey-pokey. And then, you know, you have to then answer to something
0: higher up. So think about that for a second. Think about how much energy it would take to go from one side of the universe to the other side of the universe, like, you know, faster than light travel, um, how much energy that civilization would have to have. So you're, you're busy on a galactic scale, but you're trying to explore the universe. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't it be easier to create a, a biological robot that could do the dirty work for you and then report back? Because then you got it, man. If you needed it to travel across space and time, it doesn't matter how long it takes because it's not really alive anyway. It's a biological robot so who gives a shit if it takes 500 years 800 years Uh, you Mm -hmm. you can not put a lot of energy and effort into it and when it gets there it gets there it does some shit and then it reports back. Bada bing bada boom Uh, doesn't require a lot of energy to eat. You don't care what type of atmosphere you send it to Uh, you know Yeah, you got it, man. Not too shabby of an idea. Yeah, they don't
1: eat. They don't sleep. You just throw them in a ship, and they just come on in droves and do all the the great stuff
0: for you, and you can just sit there and enjoy yourself. You got it,
1: man. You got it.
0: They don't have remorse about fingering a human's butthole. Like, you know, they're they're just a robot. That's what they were told to do. (laughs) It's just another day at the office, you know it.
1: Yeah. Well, Grush also said at one point that he was informed about a secret Pentagon program that worked to collect crash UAPs and reverse engineer or reconstruct the technology. He said he was informed in the course of his official duties of a multi-decade UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, which he personally was denied access to. He also said the program is funded by the misappropriation of government funds. The Pentagon, of course, denied those claims. But here's what's kind of cool, man, because that opens up this whole other conversation about reverse engineering things and technology. Like if you look back classically at like early 1900s, the 1910s, the 1920s, all of a sudden we just start rocketing upwards with our technology. And before you know it, like we're building computers the size of rooms. We've got microchips and circuit boards. We're sending rockets to the moon, maybe, um, it's bizarre. And I mean, the technology could have come from somewhere, you know, I'll wear half a tinfoil hat, but to further support that uh, ideology, my first uh, illustration job out of college was working for this guy named Bob Ryan. Bob Ryan has since passed away. But when I worked with him, he was a research and development guy for the U.S. uh, military and also a um, financial advisor to NASA. I checked him out. He's legit. But we got into this conversation about like the new iPhone, because this is right about the time the new iPhone came out. And I was like, man, you know, what do you think about this new iPhone? Touchscreen phones is crazy. And he's like, oh, dude, I've had a touchscreen phone since like the mid 80s. And of course I called bullshit on him and he's like, no, we've had them since the eighties. He said, flat screen TVs. Soon you'll be able to have flat screen TVs in your home that are 60 inches wide. You hang them up on the wall. Some of them are 3d, like your 3d movies. He said, anything you get technologically in your hands as a mass consumer, we have had for at least 20 to 30 years. So he said, wrap your head around that. And of course we're talking about, you know, 30 years, um, behind the date we were talking would have been about the mid 80s. iPhones and flat screen you know uh, iPhones and touchscreen phones that early is just bizarre. So how do you go from a rotary phone like in the 60s, all of a sudden, 20 years later into touchscreen phones? It's too soon. He said the problem here is the amount of things they have, you just can't get them into the public because you couldn't wrap your head around how to use them because how far we jump ahead. So the irony he said will be, we're going to have the iPhone. And in six months, we're going to have another iPhone. And then a year later, you're going to have a second iPhone. And we're going to have to just basically like slowly push these things out, crawling towards first base, not even a home run, first base with the amount of slow development and release we're going to have to the point where like your iPhone's already going to be well, well, well underused by the time you get it in your hands. It's going to be irrelevant by the time you actually get it and pull the price tag off of it. That technology comes from somewhere. It could be super smart human beings, but I do like to kind of, you know, revel in the idea that maybe some ETs may have given us that technology. It's hard to say. But, I mean, it's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that we've had a lot of this shit for years,
0: decades, before we even get it in our hands. So there was this uh, report that came out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I do best. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I don't know all the names. I don't, I, I'm going to spitball the facts here. So don't Oh, quote terrific. Me. <laughs> but, uh, so right after Roswell happened and we had the crash, right, we recovered the the bodies. And then several years later, a, another spaceship with the same biological entity crashed. And this time uh, it was alive and so it was kept in Area 51 and the government was trying to figure out how to backwards you know engineer the technology um, you know they they kept the alien comfortable they fed it they, they tried to learn its language it tried to learn our language and once it it, it was able to basically do some blip blop bloop sign language um, it's it hard to communicate where it was from what their race was called and then uh, a little bit further on it started to it, they they said that its voice was almost like a uh, like a, some type of bird like a mocking bird it was very harmonic so it took it a while to figure out the English language or the human language and once it started communicating, it said, "Look, here's the thing. I can't trust you, you plebes, with this technology. It's too advanced for you guys. You guys got too much bad juju going on. Like you're gonna, mm-hmm. you're gonna fuck shit up. But here's the thing. I, I will increase your radio capacity, your communication capacity, um, and this will help me communicate with my world, which is uh, basically 294." days away with their with their space travel and so it sent out an SOS they didn't hear anything back so he's like okay just keep broadcasting well it dies and the government's like I don't know keep sending the SOS let's see what happens well they finally got a reply back bleep blop bloop a whole spaceship of aliens come down and then the government's like we want to give you the body back we do, mm-hmm. but we also want technology. And so if you want this alien body, you're going to have to give us technology in exchange. Mm-hmm. So the aliens thought about it, and they are like, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. You guys are like primitive monkeys. You're going to fuck shit up, but we'll mm-hmm. tell you what. We'll let you send 12 people. So give us some doctors. Give us some scientists. You know, Put a couple military people on there. We'll let them travel with us back to our home planet. Um, And then we'll teach you guys some things. In exchange, you'll give us the body. And then we'll create this cross-cultural experience to help Mm -hmm. get you to the level that you need to be to handle this technology. So we won't give it to you yet, but we're going to help you along. So you get a doctor. You get some scientists. You get some military personnel. They go to this planet. And then one one Marine act, dies, has like a coronary heart attack. or like, ugh, dies on the mm-hmm. ship. And the aliens are like, I don't know, did he die of space aids? Like, does he need to be in quarantine? So they get to the planet, and the, they, the humans are like, dude, we want, we want Jerry back. Where the fuck is Jerry? Give us the body. And they're like, you can't have Jerry. And they're like, let's go get the guns. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can vaporize you. I want you to think about that for a second. Like, we can just, and you're gone. So you don't want to do that. It's not that we don't want to give you Jerry, but in our culture, it's a great honor to be donated to science. So the reason why you can't have (laughs) Jerry is we've already used Jerry in a cloning hybrid experiment process, and we are now making human even, they call themselves the evens, Mm -hmm. uh, cloning. And so that you guys can take these clone babies back, and if everything works out well, then in, you know X amount of time we'll give you more technology. And so that story came out in the '90s from one of the, from a general who was on this mission, and everybody said this guy was full of crap. So now that this disclosure information comes out from the Pentagon from this guy. How, how much stock do you give that story? Like, shit, did we really do that in the 70s? Did we really go on a you know a interplanetary journey to the evens, have like mm-hmm. a foreign exchange program, brought back some clone babies, and uh, <laughs> that's that's how modern-day technology came about? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. But I, I, I'm like Fox Mulder. I, I, I want to believe. And <laughs> I, my feelings from last week with all this coming out is – It might be happening, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I want to believe the story. Like Fire
1: Pixie says, too, let's start the hashtag Free Jerry. Yeah. We want our Jerry back.
0: Where are are the clone Jerry babies? Like, they should come forward. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure the government made them pay fucking taxes when they didn't want to. Like, fuck, you're an alien clone. You still got to pay your dues. Go get a job. Oh, that sucks,
1: man. Well, then why don't we clone everybody? Yeah. Why don't we clone everybody, and then we can stay at home while our clone goes out to work.
0: Yeah. Where's my alien hybrid clone? I mean, I'm pretty sure it could do a better job of a lot of things that I don't want to do, and I I, I don't know. I, I'd be okay if they were like, here you go. Boop. Boop. Clone alien press. all bleak, right, bloop bloop bloop.
1: But yeah, now we're getting into bleak, the bleak, subplot blop. of uh, multiplicity, and that didn't work out too well with uh, Steve.
0: So. Well, I can ship. We can ship it off planet. <laughs> if it doesn't work, we're like, dude, fuck back off to your country and like put it on a ship and send it away. Wow. Like, see, problem solved.
1: Uh, there's a really great segment of the Midnight Club on Netflix. It talks about the duality of having two uh, two you know, clones of a person who are basically stuck together. It's a pretty sweet story. I won't ruin it. But yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, later during the questioning, Mace asked whether the U.S. government had made contact with intelligent extraterrestrial life. But then Grush pretty much avoided a straight answer and only said, quote, that's something I can't discuss in a public setting. But he did say he's absolutely certain the federal government is in possession of UAPs and said that he based that information on interviews that he had done with over 40 witnesses over the course of several years. And at one point during the hearing, Grush was asked whether he had met with people who, quote, had direct knowledge of non-human origin craft, to which he said, yes, I personally interviewed those individuals. Elsewhere in his testimony, he expressed his belief that the first time the U.S. had become aware of evidence of extraterrestrial life was all the way back in the 1930s. And Preston, kind of like your story, I want to say hold the phone here because you know what that reminds me of, the old Eisenhower slash Gray Treaty that we talked about uh, several years ago. But basically, back on February 20th, 1954, old Dwight D. Eisenhower took a quick mini vacation to Palm Springs, California, which is all fine and well, But it's kind of odd, too, because he had just apparently returned home from a vacation he had just taken in Georgia. But it appeared to many people he just wanted to go out and play some more golf. So old Ikey boy just, you know, goes out for another last minute vacation to California. But unfortunately, during this hastily called golf trip, Eisenhower had to leave the vacation home he was in late one night to make an emergency trip to the dentist. Interestingly enough, though, at a dentist, who goes there at midnight? Who goes there super late at night? Well, apparently, while he was eating fried chicken that night, he had a troublesome cap fall off the front tooth and needed some immediate repair. So somehow he found a late night, you know, on-call dentist and got his tooth repaired. Apparently, the procedure took all night and the president doesn't return home until the dawn of the 21st of February the following day a.k.a. he reportedly disappeared for an undisclosed amount of time. So apparently instead of going to the dentist, though, he actually went to Edwards Air Force Base in Kern County, California, and there, instead of meeting with the dentist to get his front twofer fixed, he supposedly met with a group of extraterrestrials known as the Nordics from a whole different solar system to discuss a possible treaty. Now, for the uninitiated, the aliens known as the Nordics are called this because they closely resemble residents of Earth, just super hot and super perfect. Anyway, in the meeting with Eisenhower, the Nordics supposedly warned him about the dangers of the path his government was currently pursuing with nuclear weapons, and they claimed to have a better way to propel the human race, especially the Americans, and offered to assist transforming Earth's society into a healthful, peaceful, spiritual, mature caretaker of the planet of its own population. But while appreciating the context of the aliens offer, Ike believed that instead he needed technology to further his plans for weaponization, which from his own perspective guaranteed the strength and protection of the United States in perpetuity. He rejects the aliens' proposal and refuses to submit to their plan for a peaceful coexistence, which definitely included nuclear disarmament. And thus the secret meeting came to a close, and the Nordics just fucked right back off to Legoland. A year later, after President Eisenhower's encounter with the aliens, his Air Force One landed at a Holman Air Force base in New Mexico. The arrival of his jet was immediately followed by the strange appearance of three round, unidentified crafts. One landed next to Air Force One, one remained hovering above them, and one subsequently disappeared from view, probably to kind of keep an eye on things from afar. Old Ikey Boy then is reported to have boarded the foreign craft again for an undisclosed amount of time, and when he reappeared, a treaty had then been signed with the extraterrestrial occupants on board this craft. But instead of these beings being the hot space Nordics, These are what are commonly known as the Greys. During their meeting, Eisenhower and the aliens negotiated the following terms. We wouldn't be involved in their affairs, and they would not become involved in ours, meaning they could have free reign of the Earth and be allowed to do whatever they wished, and we could do whatever whatever we wanted with some of their technology in exchange. They would help us with developing our technology and they wouldn't make a treaty with any other nation on Earth in return, a.k.a. what old Aikiboy wanted the whole time. Lots of technology for America, lots of weaponization, and in return, they wouldn't be giving this deal to anybody else. And what I mean by they could have free reign on Earth, it means that uh, they could abduct any number of humans they wanted for various nefarious experiments, but had to provide the names of all the people they abducted to Earth's Majestic
0: 12 Committee. You know, keeping them honest and keeping them open. We need to know whose assholes you're touching. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Goddamn gray beings.
1: Uh, It reminds me of that movie Paul whenever the alien's like, "Mm, anybody want one of these? And he's got the bagel on his index finger. (laughs) And, of course, in exchange for all this, the general public wouldn't be informed about the existence of extraterrestrials. And thus was known as the creation of the Greedy Treaty. I'm sorry, the Greeda Treaty, acknowledged anecdotally discussed and written about for years supposedly happening 70 years ago but anyway let's make it back to old Gresh right and now we're going to make things a little more bone chilling Grush was also asked during the conference if he had any personal knowledge of a U.S. official ever being injured while attempting to reverse engineer a UAP Gresh simply answered yes Asked further for clarification, he went on to say, you have to imagine, assessing an unknown unknown. There's a lot of potentialities that you can't
0: fully prepare for. So what the fuck happened? Lazarus, I like to think it's it's more like intergalactic Hellraiser, not intergalactic hostile. <laughs> like, the aliens are more like Pinhead, and they're like, oh, what sights I can show you, mm-hmm. what pleasure and pain I can give. And somebody's like, "Fuck yeah, sign me up!" Come on, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Lazarus also asked, "Why would they be concerned with making a treaty with somebody so inferior?" That's very true. To them, we're kind of like ants, and you don't see us making any treaties with, you know, but ant farms. But at here's all.
0: the, but but here's the thing, though. If they if they wanted to take over, right? Mm-hmm. So now you know, think Independence Day, and they're coming down we we still even though we are inferior to some degree how much life would they have to lose to take us over like and at that point is it is it worth it if they make this this treaty this agreement where it looks like we're each getting something then they can infiltrate they can slowly work their way in and that gives them more power in the long run to have a peaceful takeover instead of a hostile takeover, and in the long run, they lose zero lives.
1: That, and I mean, it keeps the monkeys appeased, right? All of us stupid primates don't raise yeah. a fuss and make things a little too shaky for them. Yeah, I don't think they're really asking, they're not asking permission, they're just, you know, looking for forgiveness in a sense, so,
0: yeah. Okay. It's kinda of like it's kind of like a parents and your kids. Like sometimes you're like, that's that's okay, little buddy. You go ahead. It's fine. We'll agree to that. Yeah. We'll Is that let what you get you do? what you think you want. <laughs> yeah. Reverse psychology.
1: Oh man. Well, they went on to ask, has there ever actually been any activity by alien or non human technology or beings that has caused harm to humans? And let's get a little more creepy here. Grush answers Uh, I can't get into the specifics in an open environment, but at least the activity that I personally witnessed, and I have to be careful here because they tell you to never acknowledge trade crafts, so, uh, what I personally witnessed, myself and my wife, was very disturbing. So capital W, capital T, capital F, God knows what happened, man. I don't know. It's, it's really scary. It's interesting. I want to believe. I want to put on the tinfoil of hat and the, and the X-Files shirt, put the poster up. I want to believe. If nothing else, it's giving the little paranormal nerd in me a little bit of happiness, you know, pitching half a tent here, so to speak. But uh, during the hearings, this is kind of cool here, a retired Navy commander, David Fravor, offered the panel his own eerie account of a UAP encounter that was captured on video back in 2004, this being the Tic Tac video. He goes on record as describing being flabbergasted when he and three other service members saw a white tic-tac-shaped flying object emerge over San Diego coasts back in California. He says there's no rudders, there's no rudder wash, or any visible flight control surfaces like wings. As he and the other pilots tried to get closer, the mysterious craft rapidly accelerated and disappeared right in front of their aircraft, leaving no detectable turbulence technology that we faced was far superior than anything that we had. I'm not a UFO fanatic, but what we saw with four sets of eyes, we have nothing close to it. It was incredible technology. Fravor also went on to say that several years before any officials followed up with the extraterrestrial events of that day, and even then he added nothing was done. But wait, there's more because there's one more little snippet I want to bring up here that I found perusing uh, Twitter you know, because I'm not going to call it X because that's fucking stupid. Also heard at the hearing was another eyewitness's testimony about the alleged UFO sighting by a former Navy fighter pilot named Ryan Graves, who has since founded a nonprofit organization uh, focused on UFP sightings called Americans for Safe Aerospace. Here's what Graves said when he was asked about the apparent multi-witness encounter with an unidentified flying object that was the size of a football field that reportedly hovered over the Vandenberg Air Force Base back in 2003? question being asked here by Representative Anna Paulina Luna from Florida. In the 2003 time frame, a large group of Boeing contractors were operating near one of the launch facilities in Vandenberg Air Force Base when they observed a very large 100-yard sighted red square approached the base from the ocean and hovered there at a low altitude over one of the launch facilities. The object remained there for about 45 seconds or so before darting off over the mountain. Graves says the event happened at approximately 8:45 a.m. The UFO sighting was followed by another sighting 24 hours later. He said later in the evening post-sunset, there were reports of other sightings on base, including some aggressive behaviors. These objects were approaching some of the security guards at rapid speeds before darting off. So kind of like playing chicken, just flying in and skirt, you know, it's going off a different direction. Graves added that the information he received was given to him through one of the witnesses that approached him at the ASA. So can you imagine that, dude? A football field-sized craft It's just one big, giant, cuboid rectangle that just like a big old, like gummy bear UFO. Anywho, in his closing remarks, Grush goes on to say that supposed alien technology reverse engineering programs were potentially earth shattering, and should serve as a catalyst for global reassessment of our priorities. Grush also said that he's been driven by the conviction to expose what I viewed as a grave congressional oversight issue and the potential abuse of executive branch authorities. Now, this endeavor was not born out of malice or dissatisfaction, but from an unwavering commitment for truth and transparency, an endeavor rooted in our inherent duty to uphold the United States Constitution to protect the American people and seek insights into this matter that have the potential to redefine our understanding of our entire world. At the end of his prepared statement, the U.S. Air Force veteran says, It is my hope that the revelations unearthed through the investigations of non-human reverse engineering programs I have reported will act as an ontological, earth-shattering shock, a catalyst for global reassessment of our priorities. As we move forward on this path, we might be poised to enable extraordinary technological progress In the future, where our civilization surpasses the current state-of-the-art in propulsion, material science, energy, production, and storage, the knowledge we stand to gain should spur us towards an enlightened and sustainable future, one where collective curiosity is ignited and global cooperation becomes the norm rather than the expectation. Now, before Lazarus can say that's just one big propaganda speech, I want to say it sounds pretty fucking nice. And if we had half the brains that we think we do, and this was just as half as true as we think it is, we should take it from Wally, another phenomenal propaganda film, and probably do a little bit fucking better. Well, we better wrap it up here because I still have to edit tonight and get ready for a weekend trip to Oklahoma. But we want to thank all of you guys for jumping in and watching and following along and commenting. We really like that. Um, we're hoping to kind of gain a little more reach here through Facebook and all the other weird things that Preston signed us up for. Yeah, but um, I'd like to say thanks to everybody on Instagram because we've gained golly jeepers almost fifty new followers in the last week. So that's been
0: fucking awesome, Preston. We've gained a few more followers on the old uh, YouTubers too, right? Two hundred and seventy, baby, and somebody started following us on Rumble. So (laughs) we got we got one, we got one. Uh, Kick. uh, I don't think we got anything on Kick yet. And uh if I can figure out this Amazon Live TV, fuck it, dude. We're going on Amazon Live TV. Why not? We're going so, live, baby. Um, yeah. and I'm gonna correct you here,
1: uh, and on a positive note, it's two hundred and seventy one on YouTube, bud. We got
0: one. Oh shit. Uh, just we, a gained, few hours. we gained one. Yeah, we gained one since the last time I checked, man. Yeah, and, buddy. uh they the uh uh Ghost in the Box episode, whatever the fuck we have that called. It's like 4,500 views. So, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Con- conquistador Ghost in a Computer. That's that's man. what people want. <laughs> that's what the Donaldson message, baby. Donaldson yeah,
1: message. buddy. Yeah, buddy. Well, if you're on social media, please give us a follow over on Instagram. We are PXL Paranormal. On Facebook, we are The Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. Preston, you got all sorts of stuff to pimp, kick,
0: rumble, all sorts of other good stuff. Facebook.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like what you're doing, man.
0: We got to figure out the Instagram, because I do have a way of adding Instagram to the restream service. Uh, So, I mean, eventually... It'll be on, uh, which is weird because Instagram is usually so quick. Like they're very like five minute videos and these <laughs> motherfuckers are bitch like hour of contents. We're going to, mm-hmm. we're going to re, we're going to re redo Instagram. Uh, we're going to bring it. <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go, buddy. Awesome. All right. And as man. always,
0: if you if you need a beard, if you want a beard if you want, a beard, if you want to grow a beard, if you want to grow a beard that's not going to get you probed by an alien, then you should probably go over to com and use promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A for 20% off your order. Because if you have scents like Bay Rum, fresh, citrus, mint, uh classic sweet tobacco, those aliens aren't gonna want to touch you with a twenty foot probe because your beard is gonna look awesome, it's gonna smell awesome, and uh that's really how you you bring on the real sexy sex magic. Mm-hmm. Big dobbs dot Get it all, get it at Dobbs. <laughs> Very nice.
1: Uh Firepixie is who followed us on Rumble, so thank you so much for that. And what I wanna do real quick is just say something kind of interesting here. We're coming up shortly on our 300th episode. It feels like only yesterday we were at 200. So, coincidentally, our 300th episode falls the week of Halloween so what i'd like to do of course is what we do every time we have a big ceremonious episode uh send us your weird personal paranormal stories please i just got one in the inbox about uh, a very strange strange alien encounter so i'm stoked about that send us all your weird stories fire pixie i'm looking at you lazarus i know you got more in the chamber bud so we'll just have to have you on and talk about that but we want to hear all your guys's interesting stories for sure share with
0: us and, and uh the man, the myth, and the legend is actually watching us on Facebook Live right now. Uh-oh. So uh, how many how many Boykins did we earn tonight? Is it a five Boykin, <laughs> a four boinkin, a three boinkin show? Drop a comment on Facebook and let us know, sir. Hell We're yeah. That's awesome.
1: You. Hell yeah. Nice, Andy. You're the first person to watch us on Facebook, dude. Fantastic. You popped
0: our Facebook cherry, mm-hmm. Andy. Look and we thank that. you.
1: We do. Yeah. We do indeed. All right. If you're in the Wichita area, please stop by, see our friend Leslie and the rest of the gang over at CD Trade Post, Pawnee and Seneca. If you're looking for something tasty to eat, check out Paranormal Experience, the food truck, or Paranormal.cafe, the brick and mortar store, both locations owned by some fantastic people with some really badass uh, paranormal-themed foods there. So all right, folks, thanks again for joining. Thanks again for watching. Thanks again for listening, subscribing, following all that good stuff and with that i'd like
0: to raise this glass and say cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that love to talk about it and stay spooky and stay on the paranormal highway the cast that pixelated paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode pixelated paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical the strange the unknown tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.